Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bowlesby and Melissa Kirscher. Fantastic fest. Like Luke in his. Did you get Luke's intro? I did. And I did. Luke is like day 9,000 of Fantastic Fest. I'm like, oh, Luke's on the same train. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm starting to get sick. Yep. Um, as these things. It, as is tradition. Yeah, everybody, it happens. And and this time we have Allie with us. Say Hello. hi. Say hi, Allie. Hi. <laughs> and uh, all three of us this morning, our first movie slot, we saw the same movie, which was. Um, I, used I used to, to be, be normal. normal. Yes. <laughs> I used to be normal. A uh, boy band fangirl story. Yes. It's a documentary about boy band fans. Yeah. And the, the fandom of boy bands. Yeah. And so it's it, one One Direction fan, one Backstreet Boys fan, one Beatles fan, and, and a Take That, take that fan. Uh, she's lovely. Oh, I was distracted by how pretty she was. Yeah. She was... They were all... Also, the Beatles woman was pretty great. Oh, yes. she was fantastic. Yeah. Well, they're they're all, they were great, all great. But so it's yeah. very. What I really liked is how they eventually constructed it. It's very generational. So you've got this woman, the Beatles fan. She's like in her sixties, and then you've got uh, the Take That fan, and she's in her thirties. Thirties. You got the Backstreet Boy. She's in her late twenties, and then you've got Aileen, who's just in barely to the end of her teens. Yep. And you see them over the course of several years, because you see uh, the teenage girl, you see her starting at like uh, 15. Yeah, something like that. Until, and then like eventually even like at 18, uh-huh. and graduated high school, heading off to college. So yep. you really see her grow. Um, yeah. 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 So it's it was a fun documentary. It's really well constructed. You can tell they they shot a lot more footage than what's in there, because the, the, um, the credit sequence shows... Like a, a, a token fan from a whole bunch of other boy bands, and uh-huh. including including some men, which I would have liked to hear that story. I I'm all for focusing on the women just because of the boy band phenomenon, but I bet the boy story is also interesting. Yeah, like that's a different film, but it's a film I'm also interested in. Yeah. Is because boy bands are so affiliated with women. Yeah. What's it like to be a, a male fan of a yeah. boy band? Because there is a lot of sexism around being a boy band fan. Yeah. Like one of the one of them. Um, the, the 20s one says, I don't want to bring up at work that I'm a fan because I'm afraid they will think I'm less competent. Mm-hmm. We're just hanging out here. But she wants to see... You already put me down for like that? Okay. Thank you. Um, 
administrative things so are happening. Do you guys any of the way to see the uh, after the screening stops? Well, I'm not waiting. I already have a ticket to it. Oh, do you? Fine. Yep. All right, great. We've, we've, it's our film, but we've given these. We don't need them. Oh, <laughs> see if you wanted to rather than stay here and wait, you're going. You know, okay. That was it. Yeah, you coming in? I'm coming in. I'm coming in. Great. Nice. Yep. See you in there. Yeah. And you guys are seeing someone else? Uh, we're seeing Leica. Oh, nice. All right. Well, enjoy. I'm doing the boy band double feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it'd be quite interesting to watch this after that. Yeah. We've obviously just watched that. I've heard the line. Oh, you did too. Yeah, yeah, we were there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very sweet. Awesome. Yeah. They're quite. Well, we'll chat off this. I'm okay, yeah. I'm going to ask you to put any uh, seeds I'm, before you go there. I'm willing to have opinions about that. Oh, great. Well, oh, you will hear opinions. Yeah, yeah, well, I think hopefully this will give you a few opinions. All right. I'll confident My opinion. Yeah, I'll look for you after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you there. Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic, Best Show. Uh, so, uh... And you heard yeah. it live, sort of. The, the sexism inherent, um, she says, and she, she says it really brilliantly, that's Sadia, who's very self-aware and articulate. She's, she says, you know, because boy bands, and Dari even brings up, they're so constructed. Um, because boy bands are so constructed and so artificial, girls who fall for it must be stupid. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's true, like if you're a fan of a rock band or a real artist, like real musicians, like you get more cred, but if you're a boy band fan, like, oh, she's what's wrong with you. Yeah, and it's, but but the, the point in the film is that there's so much more than just the boy bands. You know, all these women have been doing like, newsletters and it's it's a community bond and it's a release of energy that young women often don't have and so it's yeah, it's, it's a it's really I mean I think boy bands when they when you find them at the right age yeah and every I feel like I mine was Sean Cassidy um <laughs> Like every every girl has that gateway puppy love, really safe uh, celebrity that you get that crush on who is cute, not really sexual, mm-hmm. just enough to like fantasize about holding hands. See, and mine was scary spice, so I skipped that completely. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you roll. Yeah. Mine was inaccurate, and I, I won't even begin to explain oh, no. that. So. Well, well, and we all we all have heard about my thing for Howard Keel and those legs. Yeah, but that's a different. Anyway, that, that that's a, a different podcast that we already made. Well, but that's also a different love. Like that, there's your first puppy love, and then there's your like sexual awakening moment of like I'm having feelings. Um, but uh, and then I love when uh, Dara, who's the Australian woman, she gets out a whiteboard and literally goes through the boy band theory. Boy yes. band theory of like you've got to have these specific personalities. This is the subject matter. And three to five members. We're talking. Oh, hey, Brian Salisbury's joined us. We're talking Say. about the boy band documentary. Who are you talking to? Uh, we're hey, talking. Brian Salisbury. Oh, <laughs> <We're>... sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Join us. I literally did not see that, and I thought you were just crazy. <laughs> That's okay. We're, we're well, talking to the window. I am. We're, we're talking to the, the reflections in the window, Brian. Oh, yeah. Please join Sexy us. man. Yeah. Oh, it's a reflection. Okay, I'm getting it now. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian Salisbury of Junk, to, junk Food Cinema. I, I like boy bands. And uh, granola bars. Do you truly yeah. like the I do. No, yeah. like, I, I am a longtime fan. I know the entire choreography to both Bye 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 and It's Gonna Be Me. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not lying. See, 
see, yeah. uh, boy bands are happiness. They really are. And like Dar even says that, she's like, you know, so why do we create them besides world peace? <laughs> world peace, obviously. Ops, yeah. <laughs> she was my favorite. I just, I, I, I now have a crush on a some random lesbian in I Australia. Was, I was really upset with the idea that she was single at first, and then she's like, oh, and my current partner. I'm like, oh, yay, good, good, good. Like, somebody understands so, you and Somebody you. snap you up, you're amazing. <laughs> And I love her guitar that is covered in yes. Yes. photos. And it's very carefully like, no, this one goes here. No, yeah. I have an empty spot, but not just anything should go there. She's like, I spent a year collaging my guitar so it would be perfect. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go see next. Uh, I'm doing the boy band double feature, so I'm going to go see After the Screaming Stops, which is about the UK band uh, Bros uh-huh. um, and how they broke up and then got back together. And you two are going to see Laika. 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 So I'm looking forward to actually hearing about it. I was interested, but it, like, you make choices and I'm missing it now. So, Brian, what are you seeing next? Uh, Goliath. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah I hear, I hear David the... wins, but even being spoiled. Uh, uh, did you see something earlier? I did. I just saw the Bastard Fig Tree, which is why I'm eating a Fig Newton right now. Was oh. the Bastard Fig Tree? Because it, it looked good. It's good. It's very good. It's very, uh, it's very head, heady, but just like whimsical enough to keep it from being like really dour it's basically about Spain and the Spanish Civil War and dealing with its past and you know people who want to gloss over the ugly parts of history versus you know making the decision to you know make that part of your identity is acknowledging when your country has fucked up and mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I could possibly think that it's relevant uh, to <laughs> us uh, but uh, no it was re- so you guys are both seeing Leica yeah we're you both haven't, you haven't seen it yet no okay so Leica Virgins Ah. (laughs) Bravo, bravo And on that note And we are back after round four today Yeah Yeah, it's like 11 at night And uh, the party's going strong across the street And there's it's a little breezy out here. I don't know if you can. It's hear actually that. kind of chilly. It's, not, it's, not, it. it's oh. very pleasant out here. Uh, hopefully, it's not too distracting on the recording. But uh, we we have Wendy and we have Allie with us once again. Yes. Because Allie's been watching movies with us all day. I have been. Yay. It's been super exciting. So um, second round, Allie, you and I saw Leica. Yes, we did. That was charming. <laughs> It was it was so cute. It makes me want to be vegetarian. Yeah, it, it has a very strong vegetarian vibe. Yes, not necessarily <laughs> totally intentionally, but kind of yeah. intentionally. Yeah, and like anti-vivisection, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. anti. Pardon me. I'd like to check in. Who's not anti-vivisection? <laughs> well, I feel like that's something we can all get behind. Yeah, for the mo- yeah. Fair, yeah, fair, really. But um, anyway, Leica is. A Czech animated musical, like a children's musical, yeah. about Laika, the dog that was shot in space. Except instead of dying in the cold vacuum of space, the dog uh, lived and with with her puppies and went to, on fascinating ventures on other planets with all the other animals that were shot into space by other countries. Yes, and, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Just Laika is the smartest bulb on the tree and <laughs> yeah yeah and and they're like space monkeys that sing a banana song it was it's cute. really it's really cute but yeah it's it's very much about you know 
don't don't be people ruin everything. Yeah, people ruin ruin everything. That's oh, pretty much the message wrong. of the movie. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, Wendy, what did you see in round two? I saw after the screaming stops, uh-huh. which uh-huh. Right, you did was the, the, the boy, boy band documentary. Yeah, double so feature. I did the boy band double feature because I watched, of course, in the first round I watched They Used to Be Normal. And then after the screaming stops is a documentary about the British, um, they weren't a traditional boy band, but in the 80s, a group called what well, we would say bros, but the, U- the UK. Bross, Bross, because it's uh, it was a trio, and the two f- main members were twin brothers, okay. Luke and Matt Goss, and um, they rocketed to the top of the UK charts. Seriously, like they got way too famous, way too young, and then like played a month of sold-out dates at Wembley Stadium. Wow, the youngest act ever to perform to sell out Wembley Stadium. And then, like, right after that, Luke, the drummer, was like, I'm very unhappy, and I quit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's about... So it's now 30 years later, and they've decided to do a reunion concert. So a reun- It's like series of concerts. The two of them have had a very estranged relationship. Um, they've gone in completely different directions, like... Matt, the lead, who was the lead singer and the one who got all the attention, Matt is now a successful Vegas act. Oh. And Luke has become a, I mean, he's uh, been, a, been doing a lot of really good work as a character actor in Hollywood and has even started producing and directing his own stuff. He, oh. Guillermo del Toro loves to work with him. Ron Perlman makes a brief appearance saying, yeah, I, he's a great guy. Everybody loves him. Cool. <laughs> so... It's about the two of them confronting what went wrong, but mostly about what went wrong in their relationship as they get back together to work and that it's still fucking toxic between the two of them. Yeah. And working some of that out. So there's some really lovely heartfelt stuff. There's a lot of terrible communication fails. (laughs) But there's also some laugh-out-loud shit because... The documentarians, as they would put it, were taking the piss out of them a little bit. Yeah. Because it's not that they were being disrespectful of their subject matter. It's that their subject matter is ridiculous at times. (laughs) It goes... It's like a... There are moments of real-life spinal tap. Mm -hmm. And especially, like... So, the drummer... He's got a chip on his shoulder because he never got any respect. Yeah. Because he was the drummer, not the front man, and everybody would ignore him. And, like, when they would go into, when they hit it big, basically, they just handed him what they wanted him to play and wouldn't let him, like, have any input at all. Oh. Yeah. And then, so when he quit, the man, his, their manager of both boys dropped him immediately when he stopped being part of Brooks. Yeah. And they took away everything because being young stupid kids they had signed a contract that basically gave away all their money they were they were footing the bill for all the concerts so their their profits paid for everything off the top and then the most of the rest of the money went to the record company oh my god yeah it was a bullshit contract yeah they barely go into that i checked in with the filmmakers after i was like what did happen to the money and he's like well 
that like this is what happened. I'm like, oh my god, that's terrible. So it's not like they've been wealthy or anything like that. Yeah. But so Luke comes into this with this huge ship on his shoulder, and he is like. I'm so help me God, I'm going to fucking have a say in what we're doing this time. So he's kind of pissing people off, but you can kind of see where he's coming from. Matt, meanwhile, I don't think he ever went through a let's get drugged up every night phase, but you wonder because some of what he's saying is word salad. He's so fucking new age and and self-conscious and like trying to be deep but not the hey, brightest bulb on the tree. Say hi to Taylor. Hi Taylor. Hi Taylor. <laughs> um, hi. That like he says shit I'm not I'm quoting here. I'm a rectangle and he's a rectangle and together we're a square. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or when two worlds collide, two things happen. <laughs> It's like there were 15 one-way streets and one two-way street, and you helped us meet in the middle. (laughs) I am not. These are direct quotes that I remembered because they're so fucking ridiculous. So, yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot of comedy in it. There's a lot of really heartfelt stuff. It ended up being fuck all entertaining. And I got to talk to the two um, documentarians for, like... 20 minutes after with a bunch of people and they were super great. Mm-hmm. I love the fan, uh, the boy band fan movie. Yeah, yep. we saw that first thing this morning. I really dug it. It was really good. I felt really a kinship with them. Dear, dear listeners, you're hearing the voice of Alan Cerny. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Come over here. You can come talk. Oh, I didn't you can give opinions. We're giving I'm opinions. No, it's good. No, it's because it's a tiny little mic. Look at that. Yeah, and, and, and I'm guarding it from the wind a little bit. So say, say hi to our listeners. <laughs> I'm a great podcaster. Hi, everyone. I'm Alan Cerny here at Fantastic Fest with some awesome people. Yay. <laughs> Alan's super cool. Cool. I'll leave y'all to it. Okay. <laughs> good to see you, Alan. Good to see you, too. So that was great. And um, so let's see. The next movie slot we all saw, Life, Life After, After Flash. Flash, which was great. It's a documentary about the making of the 1980 Flash Gordon movie and the later toll of it in, in the life of Sam Jones, the actor, after Flash Gordon, because his career really didn't go anywhere after that. Well, it sounds like because he was kind of a turd yeah. almost from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he was a young punk and, and... And his representation was trying to squeeze him for all he was worth. Yeah. And so they were giving him advice of be a diva, basically. Yeah, and don't, you don't be a diva in front of Dino De Laurentiis because... That, that man can out-deviate. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And the beautiful One of the beautiful things about the documentary, they, they talk to everybody. You know, they talk to Brian Blessed. They've got Peter Wingard. They've got... Uh, uh, you know, whoever's dead. You know, they have uh, vintage, uh, vintage uh, uh, footage of them. And Brian Blessed is giving the most extraordinary stories <laughs> because he's Brian Blessed. And they, you know, they talk to Sam Jones' family and everything. They follow Sam Jones through kind of his what he does now, which is a lot of Comic Con stuff and. He's got a security gig. You know, he's providing for his family as he's basically a bodyguard. 
Yeah. And, and by the way, Sam Jones is here. And he's sweet and he's very he engaging. And, and he wants to talk to his fans, like really talk to them. Yeah. And I, I, I want to be clear because I'm about to say something very bitchy. I have nothing but respect for the person Sam Jones. Yeah. And I, have, I am sorry he went through a tough time. Yeah. For the person Sam Jones. That said, I'm kind of getting tired of this narrative that we seem to enjoy, which is, oh, look at the poor man who was given a huge opportunity and millions of dollars and see how he he really had to overcome challenges. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, um, you were... A f- you had millions of dollars, the opportunity of a lifetime, and you were a fucking idiot. And, I mean, I'm glad you got your shit together, but you're not some kind of goddamn hero. You were given an opportunity most people would kill for. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I guess we all want to believe that if it happened to us, we could come back? Yeah, it's a redemption and, story. And, 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 I mean, it's, I, I think a documentary like this... Sam Jones has come to the point in his life where it's something that he stresses a lot in the documentary is like my life got better when I started putting other people first which yeah. is something he seems to genuinely like, like, believe what, like, I don't have any problems with this specific yeah. documentary yeah. I just I'm in a mood right now to just be like why are we so, so we're such a celebrity fucking culture yeah and like and then we celebrate. Oh look how he came back from so much suffering! And I'm like, yeah, the suffering of having millions and losing it. I would like to try suffering like that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I true. would really like to suffer like that, guys. <laughs> I'd like to see how I handled it, mm-hmm. and if I could come back for millions of dollars. <laughs> I'll take you with me. You can watch. Okay. Anyway, but for in all seriousness, he is like. He really did put his life together. He's. It looks like he's got... His friends fucking love him. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Um, I will give the caveat if you seek it out. It's not overly proselytizing, and it's certainly not mission any sort of missionary, but... There's a lot of God in it. Yep. Well, it's... It's, it, it's, God, it's, it's God-y in the way that Sam Jones is obviously a man of faith. Yeah. And his family is too and you know they some of the people that or one of the people they interview is his pastor yeah and, and so you know it, it's a it's a religious family and so it, it it only delved into religion insofar as how it relates to his life right yeah right. And which, so, which but, is, is a facet of him that uh, we have yeah yeah I didn't like I didn't feel preached at remotely no, no. but it's also a narrative that can bother people. Yeah. So, just a heads up. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not oh, overtly. God. It's it's it's. And it's not even the traditional like I found Jesus and my life got better. Yeah. Like he he talks more about my wife slapped me around a bit and my yeah. life got better. Yes. My wife <laughs> helped me pull my head out of my ass. Yes. And my my life my life got better. So yeah. yeah I and mean, and his life got better after he started putting other people yeah. before him. And so it and uh, you know he he pulled out the line. It's not about you. And it's like, oh, bravo. So many people don't get that. So many people fail <laughs> on that one. Yes. So after that, the the next time slot 
was a 35 millimeter print of Flash Gordon, which of course I wasn't going to miss. I had never seen it before. And Ellie had never seen it before. I was so excited and I was not at all disappointed. Flash Gordon not? is a friggin' masterpiece. So, um, <laughs> I'm just going to say the reason I skipped it is I literally bought the movie like six weeks ago and have watched it three times since. So mm-hmm. that's why I skipped it, listeners. I'm not an asshole. I just, honest to God, was full up on Flesh Court. No, that's, so go ahead. that's fair. And, so, and gush away because it deserves gushing. Oh my gosh, the costumes are so great. The they costumes! In the, in the documentary, they pointed, they had footage of like these women putting the costumes together and painstakingly beating yeah. the, the shit because everything was fucking beaded and sequined. Yes. Oh, and and glitter. Did you see in the documentary glitter. where like they had just had some costume piece that they were pouring glitter on <laughs> yeah just just, just like, in a, a huge tin of glitter just pour it on it was like a belt or something yeah oh my gosh it yeah. was just the costumes are glorious the scene the, the, the scenery is great yeah like the sets are fantastic well, and everybody's just chewing the scenery oh, in the yeah. best. Like Max Van Saito, I his eyebrows could woo me any day. Yes. <laughs> Every character in that movie is fantastic and fun to watch. Yeah, like there's there's not anybody that I would be like, that's the dud in this film. Like everybody was fun to watch. Yeah, in some way. Uh, Richard O'Brien. Yeah. <laughs> Richard O'Brien. Surprise, Richard O'Brien. <laughs> I'm like, wait a second. It's astounding. <laughs> Gordon's alive. Gordon's alive. Oh, listeners, that is one thing we learned from the documentary is that Brian May. No, no, it, that's not, that was told in the Q&A. Oh, yeah, in the oh, yeah. Q&A. The it's Brian, not in the movie. This is special. This is special, dear listeners. Brian May and Brian Blessed, first off, this is adorable to me, don't live very far apart to our... Brian May can hear that some mornings Brian Blessed is out in his garden and will just randomly yell, Gordon's alive! Just because he wants to. Brian Blessed, since being a kid, has been a, a Flash Gordon fan. And so you learn in the documentary, he's like, I used to play, I used to play Voltan when I was a child. And and then, and so this was like a dream come true. So and apparently do- the scene where he walks behind and very clearly gooses Dale Arden, that was just Brian Blessed doing that and not telling the actress, and they just kept the cut. Yeah. <laughs> and he thinks it's the hilarious when he tells that story. He's like, I put my hand right up her butt. <laughs> Just, like that, 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 there wasn't consent involved in that. There was no. not, but but then again, I'm not going to judge it too hard. Not just oh, it was another time, but we don't know what relationship was going on on the set in terms of how playful it was yeah. between them as actors, or like after that she was like that was really not okay, and he went okay, or she went that was funny, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like we don't know the context, so I'm not going to judge it. And. I, I generally I've seen Brian Blessed in interviews and I think he just randomly enjoys goosing people which I would I state my consent right now if Brian Blessed wanted to <laughs> goose me I'd let him yeah Brian Blessed you have free reign to goose me I, I state, I state my I take my consent for the record. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, back to Flash Gordon. Allie, what else did you think? Uh, okay. Timothy Dalton is my favorite thing. Like, it, it, in, in almost any movie that Timothy Dalton is in. Well, yeah. But, I mean, he was definitely, like, my favorite thing in this movie. <laughs> just, like, just act the hell out of this. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's convinced he's in a real movie. Uh-huh. And that he's convinced he's... How dare he... 
<laughs> but he thinks he's doing Shakespeare. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, okay. And that's what makes it great. Yeah, but that's honest to God what sells it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, if he had backed off from it even a bit, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. No, no. He makes that movie work in ways that it it needed to work. Yeah. He's, I love that he's just like, I'm going to do this like Errol Flynn. Yes, please. Just like <laughs> Errol Flynn. <laughs> Oh, no, it was, just, it was just so much fun. I love that Brian Blessed was the one giving tips to Max von Sydow how to play Ming. <laughs> the, the Max von Sydow comes up and is like, I don't know what to do with this role. <laughs> and Brian Blessed even says it in that deep voice. He's like, Max, you're a brilliant actor. I know. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with this role. Well, he's sexy and he's a, he's a magician and he would use his hands. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, we're sort of mixing up the documentary and and the actual screening, well, we, but, you know, they're, they're but they go together. To. Yeah. They oh god, it was yeah. I'm glad you guys had a great time. I had a great time at my movie. Yes. yes. What did you see? I saw a Terrados, which is an Argentinian film. Terrified would be the American. I hope to God it gets a uh, some sort of release because. Mm-hmm. Got, like it, Allie, not your movie. <laughs> so not your movie, Listeners, but Melissa. I love yet, it. I Melissa, your movie. This was the the spookiest, creepiest movie of the festival. Awesome. Like that. Like I was told, like it's going to terrify you. It's just going to scare the shit out of you. Okay. And this is a movie that is really leaning into just being creepy and scary, and like like really good creep fests. Um, good. So you know. Uh, a little bit like The Ring, a little bit like um, uh, Paranormal Activity, like, mm-hmm. you know, in that vibe. So um, it takes a lot to scare me. Uh-huh. Um, but mostly what I wanted was that visceral thrill of shit, something's about to happen. And I got a lot of those. Oh, good. So, you know, because you're just sitting there going, oh, well, I know that I know the beats of this and I can tell something's where is it? What's it? Go- oh, God. Oh. <laughs> and so, yeah, it, there was it was really it was just a fun time. So mm-hmm. and I got to watch it with Jess and, and David Canfield. So, oh, that's yeah. Cool. And so it was a satisfying experience that was actually like it did what I wanted it to do. So. Um, so, oh, the, the premise, here's some fun things about it. Um, a woman, It starts with a woman washing dishes, and she leans close to her sink, and she, and then her husband comes home, like, why didn't you make dinner? I didn't want to go in the kitchen. Why? There are voices coming from the sink. <laughs> and he's just like, well, maybe next month. She's like, no. No, I, they were talking. What did they say? How they were going to kill me. Okay. Okay. And then there's banging happening, and they're talking about how next door, the next door neighbor is doing remodeling. Mm-hmm. And then there's banging, and he goes next door, and he buzzes, and a guy clearly picks up, but nobody's talking. And then he goes back home, and he's like, wait, that's not coming from next door. It's coming from the bathroom that my wife went in. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what happened there. And then there's these paranormal activity investigators who eventually show up. And they're like, and they're, the one dude is just like, oh, yeah, I'm like, there's a cop who's like, I'm fucking afraid. Oh, yeah. And the paranormal activity is like, oh, yeah, me too. And he's got this creeping <laughs> smile on his face like, this is fucked up. <laughs> and then there's another little great moment where the cop's talking to a different one, the woman, like, like, and she's sort of giving the little theory of what's going on and blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay, so 
so like, what are you going to do about it? How are you going to fix it? And she looks at him and goes, what? <laughs> and it's just like, oh shit, there's, you're not here to make it better. You're literally just here to watch. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was super fun. So, um, I think we're coming close. Yeah. We need to go into one cut of the dead. Yes. Woo! That's our last movie. So in the magic of editing, you will hear about it soon. Allie's going to go to the K-pop dance party. Cause this is again, not her movie. Not her movie. But, but the K-pop dance party is K-pop. Yes. And it, it looks, I was in there for a bit. It's pop-tastic. Oh, yes. Uh, so, so excited. All right. So, uh, we'll talk to you in boop, just a minute. Oh, Wendy. Oh, Wendy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One cut of the dead, Whoa. yo. Wow. Okay, so um, everybody's, wow. everybody's been talking about this film. Yes, yes. And I mean, and it's been getting buzzed from when it was announced because everybody's already seen this film at a lot of festivals. Mm-hmm. It's been playing for a while. And everybody's like, oh my God, it's so great. Oh my God. And and like, and honestly, kind of giving away a little bit of like, it's the ending. It's the ending. Like you think, you know, like you're going to be like, well, whatever, but the ending's going to kill it. Just stick yeah. through it. Stick with it through the ending. Yeah. And I am so glad it didn't get ruined for me. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I have gotten the... It's even in the description at the at this festival. The first thirty minutes, you think you know what's going on, but you don't, and that's absolutely true. And um, you know, our our mutual friend friend of the show, Mike Lawson, was saying, "I hate when they do that, but but in this case, it was accurate. It, it was actually ne- needed, and, I think, and a good. It, I was glad for the warning because I literally was sitting there going, "Is that it?" Is this it? I don't get it. I'm. It's mid, it's midnight. I am so tired. What if I just left right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and that's not it at all. The the um, it's all set up for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And and it's brilliant. It's this is not a spoiler. It's noises off with zombies. Yes. It's the horror version of noises. It's off. the horror version of noises off. But it's not. It is and it's not a horror film. Oh gosh, no! I mean, it, well, yes and it, no. Well, let me put it to you this way: it is because Allie yeah. wouldn't watch it. Allie wouldn't be able to watch it. But uh, but yeah. it's not it's not a horror movie because you're not scared, you're not horrified. It's a comedy. Yeah, it's a comedy, but it's a fucking bloody comedy. <laughs> it is. It is. And the the beauty of it is, I mean, the title "One Cut of the Dead." You go, oh. It's a one-cut movie. It is uh, one continual shot. And so you go into it, and, and what you start seeing is the the long shot. And you go, oh, that's a hat trick. No, it isn't. No. <laughs> no, no. The hat trick is so much better. Oh, God. It really is. It really is. And, and you don't it, get the hat trick till the end. And, I mean, when it went into the second act, it's like, oh, God. Oh God, I think I know what the hat trick is, and it was absolutely right. But the way it plays out is so rewarding well, because what it does is everything that you saw becomes relevant, and you see it with new eyes. Yes, and now that there's weight behind it, everything is different. It's yeah. perspective, and, and it's hilarious. And it does <laughs> it does what I love in Noises Off. Um, it's that peek behind the curtain. It's that show within the show. It's yeah. that backstage glimpse of the humor comes from 
being getting getting to see into the backstage process makes everything funnier. Well, it's not just that; it's the in specifically in noises off. You see the same play happen three times, mm-hmm. and it goes wrong in different ways each time. So it's uh, it, it's it it sets up a structure that you. It, once you get familiar with the structure, it can hang new jokes on it each time you see it, mm-hmm. or each time you go into a different act, and that's kind of what we get here. Yes, and it but is I, so great. I, what I was just simply saying, part of the humor I love is when you get that backstage, yeah. and you can see you can see in the performance you're getting all the fuckery. Yes, <laughs> the whole fuckery that's happening. That's, our, that's happening backstage. You're like, oh, and especially if you're somebody who's done any kind of performance or film or stage. You're like, oh, I know. I know yes. that feeling. <laughs> I know it so well. It's beautiful. I love it so much. I really, really do. I love that this movie. That was a great ending I, to the day. I am in love with this movie. I'm totally fucking in love with it. I, it is so, it's, it's so adorable. I really want to watch it again. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so I, I can't wait for it to, I'm, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get released. Yeah. It's just making too much buzz at all the festivals. So it's got to get some kind of release, even if it's just a VOD. Yeah. So once it does, I... This, I'll, I'll own it. This is one I have, absolutely have to show to Chris. Yes. Oh, and, God, Chris would love it. Just keep watching because... Just it, keep going. Keep oh, going. Oh, it keeps making... I'm giggling so much. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Pum, pum, and just and, and the watching the, the two theaters worth of audience flow out of the Alamo, and all of them are going pum, pum, <laughs> yeah, and it's so great. <coughs> so, um, yeah, so tomorrow's the last day. The last day. They're starting it earlier because uh, we have to get to the party sooner, apparently, which tells me the party's probably out somewhere. Probably. But we don't know what it is, so no, surprises, they still surprises. Yeah, they still haven't told us. So uh, we need to go to bed. Yeah. So uh, until tomorrow, dear listeners. Pump! Pump! Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome.